0: Welcome to the good, the bad, and the podcast. And this here is the podcast where we talk about them good movies that make you happier than a dead pig in the sunshine, them bad movies that make you better than a wet hand, or them ugly movies that are uglier than a corn hauler in July.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm Micah. I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And I'm wondering... Why? You didn't do the accent. (laughs) Micah sounds sounds like a guy we had on the Good Bad Podcast several years ago. That uh, saw the the Boggy Creek monster. Yeah,
0: he was a he was a right fine gentleman.
1: So the reason
0: we're doing these beautiful accents, uh, not only do we are we located in Texas and we can jump in and out of the accents any time we want. But uh, How come for a
1: Texan, you don't sound like a Texan. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I'm really playing it up. We're really playing it up. Why are we doing these crazy accents, Kelly?
2: So okay, last time I said that I had. Um, kind of a special reason for wanting to do this podcast. And that reason is that this is actually going to be my last um, live face-to-face podcast with you guys. Um, We, Zach, uh, my husband, has gotten a cool new job opportunity and uh, we're going to be moving to Nashville, Tennessee, Music (sighs) City. And um, so I, I thought it would be only fitting to have my last live episode be kind of in that in that same vein. Yeah. but you are
1: going to be calling in every episode. Right? Yes, yeah. I will. So, s- the plan?
2: Yes, I will still be doing the podcast. Um, it might sound a little bit differently depending on logistics of how we can get that recorded. But I mm-hmm. will be. I am committed to reviewing these good, bad, and ugly movies with you guys, and I definitely am not going to let that slide. So.
0: And we're really sad because we basically sit around a table with, you know. Junk food and drinks and <laughs> just goof off yes. and uh, can't really do that when you're
1: 300 miles away. But yep, at least 300 miles away, <laughs> right? How far? How far is it? I don't even know. How long is the drive?
2: Um, it's about 10 hours. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it it is bittersweet. We're really excited about the move, but sad to sad to leave friends behind, especially you guys. So yeah, I I feel.
1: So on that note, <laughs> yeah. So on kind of that on that
2: note, yes. Um,
1: I was having a baby whenever I interrupted your thing. You're, <laughs> you're, and I was happy and joyful. Just want to throw that out there.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. This is kind of a downer, but um, that's why I picked a really fun topic so that we can just okay, have good. fun with it. Yeah. So, so you're moving to Nashville. We're yes. doing
0: movies about country music. Yep. So what does everybody here? Think about country music.
2: I personally love country music. I I, I feel like you probably suspected that, but yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. I don't listen to as much um, this on the radio right now, but I, I mean, I love me some 80s and 90s country, um, prime country, according to my satellite XM station. Yeah. So.
1: Charles, what do you feel about Oh, you're going to go last, huh? I'll go last, yeah. I I don't like country. I like country. Okay. Uh, you know, so I'm pretty excited after watching these movies. I'm, yeah. I'm a George Strait fan. So full disclosure, I used to work
0: in the uh, country music industry, and uh, so I have <laughs> you were very,
1: a star, you? No,
0: <laughs> I have very mixed feelings about country music in general because I like country music, but I don't like the country music world. I think that modern country music world is so kind of. I'm going to say hypocritical to what they actually sing about, you know, mm-hmm. they sing about the simple life and, you know, you know, things that are close heartland. to home and the heartland. and <laughs> Yeah. And they are the actual country music world is really about flash and pizzazz and, you know, trendy being, you know, trendy. And it's, it, it's, it's kind of, it was almost disheartening to actually work there. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I love Just bringing this whole episode down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Bring is, it down I even can't. more. But no, I, I grew up. I totally I grew up with the 70s country music, uh, early 80s. You know, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Kenny Rogers, Linda Ronstadt, all those people. I, I love can't. them. And I think that there are definitely some true, true artists and brilliant people in country music today Zach Brown Band, Eric Church, Casey Musgrave. I think that those people mm-hmm. are really great. Uh, it's just the world that they're in, they are swimming upstream. Yeah. Let me just
2: say it. So. Yeah. That, that's a good point. All right. So do you guys, uh, do you want me to remind you what the picks are? Yes, please. Yes. Or rather our listening audience. Okay. So our picks in chronological order are Rhinestone from 1984, mm-hmm. Pure Country from 1992, mm-hmm. and-, <laughs> and Walk the Line from 2005. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and uh in honor of maybe your your last one and also it's country music and how how many beers were in in all three of these movies how many gallons of beer were drink
2: truly an untold amount
0: okay so in honor of that kelly's already opened one i've got one right here i'm I'm gonna share
2: (laughs) here
1: for me a little bit Yes. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean seriously? Charles is
0: not a beer drinker. He also has ice in his glass. <laughs> what? I don't know how you... What?
1: They can't hear or see that. <laughs> okay. So, I got my beer. Well,
2: you're not supposed yeah. to drink beer with ice. Charles, no. just... Just, no. just go. Just put it in your mouth. Put it <laughs> in your intellect, boy. Really? Really? <laughs> this is the level of this podcast now. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, can we do a cheers? Cheers to you guys. Cheers. That's the reason I'm
1: drinking. And I should note that this beer has been aging gracefully. I've had it. It came from Georgia. I've had it for two years now. It's a seagull beer. Oh, man. Mm, Yum. Okay. (laughs) it's delicious? Kelly, what's our first movie?
2: So our first movie is going to be Rhinestone. And I cannot wait to give you this synopsis.
0: Oh, wait. Before you give the synopsis, in honor of country music, in honor of also... uh, how they got to have some music playing in the background. In an
1: honor of not having a guitar that in works. In honor of not having a guitar <laughs> that works. We're going to
0: play bass. <laughs> We're going to play bass yes. with Johnny Cash style. Ready All right.
2: So. Trying to get out of her contract with her obnoxious and lecherous manager Freddie, country singer Jake Ferris, Dolly Parton bets that she can turn the next person she sees into a Nashville-style crooner. Unfortunately, the next person she sees is cocky New York City cabby Nick, still Sylvester Stallone, who can't sing a note. Undaunted, she brings her new protege to her tiny Tennessee hometown to train him in all things country, while her ex-boyfriend tries to win her back.
1: All right. Yes. <laughs> Nice job, Michael. <laughs> I had a
2: good woman and I know her name is Sue. That's all I got. Perfect. Thank you, my good man. That was That's a true
0: story. I had a good woman. Her name was Sue. <laughs> Does Laura know? <laughs> <get the> <laughs> all
2: right, guys, what do you think about Rhinestone? Which which pick do you think it is?
1: Well, I think it's your ugly, but I really, really liked it. Side <laughs> so conference with Micah. Obviously, obviously, obviously Walk the Line is the number one here one, right? Yeah, it's, yeah it's a,
0: I went with the Stone as the ugly, yeah. because I honestly hate to admit... It's a perfect ugly, because I hate to admit but I liked it, too. I liked it a lot.
2: <laughs> you are both correct. It is my ugly, and oh, I like man. it, too. This movie is shockingly bad. It's Sylvester Stallone... Like, this is the def- definition of so bad, it's good. It is hard to listen to him sing yeah but, but it I is love amazing. his performance do you
1: i do <laughs> he is just in it i mean he is fully committed to this role i love it <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. he, he is he, he is committed to the role that's for sure
2: a
0: little too much sometimes yes Um, uh, especially when it's just embarrassing when he's trying to Show her that he can play organ and he can sing a little bit and he's singing <laughs> Tutti Fruity" And he's yeah. doing, I mean, a horrible job. It reminded me of like a Nickelodeon movie, to be honest. Yes. When he's doing stuff like that and... He is so over
1: the top. Oh man! <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> it's... And then they, when he's trying to learn how to walk like a country star, and like, <laughs> they keep, have you ever had jock They keep asking him that. Why? Why you keep asking me that?
2: <laughs> wow! This bringing on. out the Stallone. Huh? No, yes. that's how he sounds in this movie. It... He
0: sounds. He really sounds like he's on something. He and does. there were a couple of scenes that was like, is he drunk? What's going on here? You know.
2: Uh, it would have. It would have fit in yep. with his training. And Dolly yeah. Parton.
0: Dolly Parton, I, I love her.
2: She, I love I love
0: she, me some Dolly Parton. I really do.
2: She is a classy broad. But
0: Dolly Parton is like Mae West in that she has one character, Dolly Parton. And she yep. plays Dolly Parton in every movie.
2: Mm-hmm. I was
0: imagining Dolly Parton at some point, because she's a performer, and so she works with an audience. I was imagining her at some point just looking at the camera and going, well, how y'all doing tonight? For, I'm so glad you came out to this movie.
1: You know... I, I like the introduction of Stallone's character um, when he first meets Dolly Parton. Well, he's driving them around, but when he first meets uh, Dolly Parton, he like pulls up on the side of the road and, like, where she's at. <laughs> like does a double take on her breasts. He like looks at her breasts and then gets back in the, the taxi yeah. and drives away. <laughs> yeah. I, there's just that stupid zany moment where it's like, what? I know. And, <laughs> that's awesome. Ew. I really do like this movie. I enjoyed it.
2: It is ridiculous. And he's trying to ten. find
1: any ride he can to get to the place and the one ride that's there, it's a horse. <laughs> of course it's a horse. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, come try- <laughs> on. oh no, I don't want to ride a horse. And then he rides the ride.
2: It's awesome.
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: He's wearing the that stupid rhinestone outfit. Well, I love it. Yes. And No, we oh, go ahead.
2: They they do du- like all their duets together are That's what just I was gonna so was going to say. Great. That was the
0: best part. It was really I was really entertained by that part because know. as over the top as he was and he was a bad singer, you just love you were in love with him on stage mm-hmm. and it's and then That's when, what
1: I mean. It was it's a pretty It's a pretty brave performance. I mean, it's not like he was being dubbed; he's singing and (laughs) singing poorly,
0: and he's doing he's doing a bad job, but he's really hamming it up. And Mm -hmm. I, I was seriously in the end of the movie. Spoiler alert! In the end of the movie, uh, you know, he has to pass the the hecklers Mm -hmm. of this club, and they're really giving it to him, and he's trying to like play along. Finally, he just stops and he goes, "All right, everybody, what what we're gonna uh, (laughs) let me get all the." The good-looking ladies. Let me get the horny ladies. You know, he's really kind of uh, building them up. Uh-huh. And uh, I was I was wishing I could be part of that crowd because I was like, yes!
2: This what is does great.
0: that
1: mean? And
0: then when <laughs> Dolly Parton comes out and does the, starts doing a duet and she's like really singing good. Mm-hmm. And he's, but the, his energy, their energy together was great.
2: It was. I loved it. it. It was awesome. They were just... You could tell they were just having so much fun up there together.
0: If you want... A really funny movie to watch with your friends. You should watch this movie and friends that you're not that are your close friends. Exactly, that,
2: they, not friends that are gonna judge you for what yeah, movie you select. Because who it's are a, these
1: people that judge you? The last episode, you were talking about, they're gonna judge you for liking Jezebel. What, what is your
2: problem? I don't know. I don't know. You need new friends. self
1: confident about her movies.
2: Hey, I am man. I, I stand by my choice. This movie is. Fantastically terrible. Dolly... Oh, and the thing... Uh, two of her songs from this movie, Tennessee Homesick Blues and God Won't Get You, um, went on to become pretty pretty prominent singles, yeah. I yeah. think. And they actually were pretty good. Like, the the movie, the opening credits, uh, starts with her kind of doing this little yodeling number, and it turns into Tennessee Homesick Blues, and it's really catchy. Like, it's a great song.
1: I, I like how... Stallone's character is ridiculously stereotypically Italian. Yeah, like when he he takes her home to to meet his parents, and they're serving an Italian meal, and they're just bringing out Italian food after Italian food. Yeah, and she's like, "Is this? What? I don't even know what she asked him, but it's like, is this Y'all normal like this every night?" And I was like, "Oh, this is normal." Like, yeah, uh...
0: you know, to to really understand uh, how awesome Dolly Parton is, you should look up on YouTube, try to find some. Of like her performances because she really interacts with the crowd and Mm -hmm. she plays around with them. And there's this one that I looked up. It was um Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton doing um We've Got Tonight. No, but Islands in the Stream is amazing. But uh, we've got tonight, and at the end of it, they do this banter back and forth that I was just like, I was just, I loved
2: it. I was, (laughs) I was so happy. (laughs) (laughs) She she is entertaining as heck. As she just, she's just. So charming and so delightful. Yeah. Have
1: you been to Dollywood or whatever it's called? No, no, Mm-mm, Mm-mm, neither. nope, me neither. No, no, that's a downer of a question. <laughs> I thought for sure one of y'all had.
2: No, but maybe I said soon. y'all. I don't know if you hear that. I did. I don't right. normally say
1: y'all. Way to go! Yeah. Did... You wanted an accent? There <laughs> you go.
2: Did you guys know? So her um, her hometown, Leapers Fork, Tennessee, where she takes <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. That is a real place. And really? Justin Timberlake just bought 126 acres of property there. So. Really? So that happened, yes.
0: Well, all right.
2: Interesting fact for this segment.
0: So, what's our next movie?
2: Our next movie is Pure Country.
1: Pure Country. Starring George Strait. So, so are we playing bass? Are we drinking beer? What's the What's the rule here?
2: Both, obviously.
1: All right. So we're gonna. We're gonna okay.
2: Okay. So <clears throat> yes. Here we go.
0: I'm sorry. I'm having technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> it's not allowed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That actually sounds like um, the Top Gun thing.
1: That was it? That's all you're going to play? Oh, she's waiting. She's got the synopsis pulled up. Come on now. Oh, we're going to stick with Johnny Cash.
0: Okay.
2: One of the biggest stars in country music, Dusty Wyatt Chandler, grows disillusioned with the hollow performances and overly produced arena shows he's contractually obligated to play. In an effort to become grounded, Chandler walks away from the spotlight and goes back to the country town of his youth. After finding work at a ranch, he falls for the owner's daughter, Harley. However, his manager is determined to keep the show going. Thank you, Micah. That was fabulous.
1: I figured you were going to play Johnny Cash for all of them because Walk the Lions is the third film we're doing. Yeah. Um, it yeah, wouldn't yeah, have made sense to just do it for the, for the Stallone movie. All <laughs> oh, <well>. right. <laughs> doesn't make sense okay yeah. hey, okay so are we opening a beer what are we opening beers on alright well I, hold on guys <laughs> hold on hold on get Let's, your opener want, ready do you want to do that one or do you want to do a buzz ball <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> so full disclosure I'm not a drinker as they, as they made fun of me a second ago because I got ice with beer I didn't know that was a faux pas but um, I I bought these things and you know I hope they don't mind that I'm just dropping the name Buzzball here, but I thought it was, Micah was looking for beer here, and I thought I had a whole beer, because it was in a little container. I pulled it out, and it's like a little half beer called a Buzzball. And it says, have a ball on the top, and it says, it's a lot of colada. That's one. And then this one is a strawberry rum job.
2: <laughs> so, so Okay, then. Well, so, all right. I don't I'd know have if you... It's
1: a lot of colada here. You want to share one? Yeah, we'll share. Okay, it's half we can, a can beer. have ice with this one. Okay.
2: Oh! Oh. <laughs> oh! Kind of oh. went everywhere. juice.
0: Alright, so um, gonna, I, I like, guess in honor of using that color? George
1: Strait. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold, on hold on, Are you pouring? Like, uh, no, pouring difficulties. <laughs> I'm switching cups out so that I can. I don't want to mix it with beer. It's like beer before liquor. It's so never okay. sicker. What's the thing?
0: Alright. So go ahead and give us. Uh, That's to give me ears. Us, tell us what this one is for us. <laughs> so, yeah,
2: I can't. I can't even with, with you guys right now. So right. okay. So so this movie st- stars George Strait. Bless his heart. He <laughs> he just I so I gave you the synopsis. Which movie do you think this is? First of all, it's
1: your bad. Oh, it's your bad. Yeah, yeah,
2: it is. It's my bad. Do um, you like the
1: rest of the Buzzball?
2: Sure. <laughs> Thank you. I'll. I do not know
1: if you want to mix in that one's got beer, but maybe. Mm,
2: we'll just we'll just we'll see how it goes. Okay. Um. So this movie is is so dumb, and I this <laughs> this comes from a person who has George Strait's entire discography on her iPod. Like I love George Strait. The music in this movie is amazing. He is one of the ultimate country icons. And right. but this movie is so bad.
1: I don't hate this movie, by the way. I mean,
2: I don't hate it, but it's not like this is to me. The definition of a bad movie, because it's not bad enough to be ugly, and it's not good enough to be good. It's just not... Like, it's so slow. Poor George is pretty wooden in his acting. Like, nothing really... The brothers of Harley, whenever he's, like, trying to pay them to rent out their bunkhouse and give them roping lessons, and they're, like... He's pulling out this wad of cash, and they literally are licking their lips. It's just... Stuff like that happens through the whole movie, and... this oh Leslie Ann
1: Warren is the worst in this, by the way.
2: She is she's, really she's bad. She's the
0: worst. She's too much. Yeah. She's just. Well, I think, I think she's a. She's. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 That's I do <think> <laughs> I think that she's overacting compared to George Strait. When you put her up next to George Strait, man, she is just a thespian. Yes.
2: And
1: just George, man. Oh, George. I know. It, George is great on stage.
2: He is. Yes. I mean, all
1: the. In, in fact, in that when part this, where he's not singing, like, remember when he's like stopped singing for a few bars or whatever he says. Yeah. And mm-hmm. sorry, I keep yeah. hitting your bass. Um, but that, that's, a, I love that moment. It's, it's done well. It's shot well. But yeah. he's
0: on stage. I think the George is comfortable on stage. Mm-hmm. And anytime, any scenes with him not singing or when he's not on stage, because even the scene where he's, um, um, Buzz balls aren't very good, I'm no. sorry. <laughs> they're not, they? No, they're not. They're not very good. Uh, but even the scene when Kyle Chandler, you know, interrupts him and says, oh, hold on, maybe we could have some horns in here, you know. And he's turning uh-huh. around and goes, horns? Oh, okay. You know, he's talking to his drummer, making fun of him. Uh-huh. He's good in that, too. Yeah. Yet, he's on stage. Yeah. So, I think that, I think they couldn't overcome that with George.
2: Right.
1: They made his character kind of a D-bag like
2: even as, did. in
1: that scene he was yes. kinda like, What? He's a jerk. And then there's also the scene where he decides to walk away, and there's a cleaning crew, and he goes up and kicks like a bag of their trash. <laughs> I'm like, <"You're> a <laughs> Dick, what would you do that for?
0: No, you're right. And there's no and he never has a redeeming time. His only redeeming time is people come up or the Leslie and Warren says, you know, a lot of people depend on you. These people have families. And he goes, Hmm, you're right. And then a scene later. It's him backstage and he goes, I just want to say I'm sorry to everybody I shouldn't have walked out. But you know what? Everybody's to blame.
2: Yeah. It's like, oh, okay.
0: Like that was your character moment. Just basically saying a very half-hearted sorry. Yeah. And then we're supposed to like you. And
2: I they do. I don't accept that, George. Everybody, but everybody they do. Knows. So obviously
0: he was right. And you know, that was his real band. Everybody except the drummer. I didn't really? know that. Really? I yeah. know. I didn't That's know why anybody. the drummer was the featured actor.
2: <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> And how, how I wonder how George Street's real drummer felt about that. Right? Yeah,
1: like, oh man, like, why did the cut? He kind of reminded me of uh, of Billy Ray Cyrus with the, the, the way they did his like ponytail. And mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, yeah, it was like, I, was like, I don't know. I, I don't hate this movie, I like it. I think it's kind of fun. It ends, it all ends in Las Vegas because there's a rodeo in Las Vegas, and his show happens to be at the exact same time, so he can win the girl back. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's I- not coincidence at all.
2: I do, I do kind of like that ending scene where he just he drops all the stage and the smoke and the all that stuff, and he just does simply his his guitar on the stage like he's always wanted to do, and he goes to the end and he sits on the end and he just stares right at I- Isabel Glasser and Full sings right to her.
0: Disclosure here. Um, so the way this is a peek behind the curtains, but one of the ways that we uh, do our how we watch our movies is that we rent them and then we kind of you know, take turns watching them. Well, I was running out of time to watch this one. And I realized that I could fast forward through all the songs and still get the gist and still get the story. So But the songs were the best part. No lie. All I heard was, Her love is unconditional. And then fast forward until (laughs) the end. Because uh, it just shot between the same shot of her reacting, you know, and (laughs) crying and him singing. Just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for a good, like, five, seven minutes. Yeah. Until the very end when I finally let it go and, you know, they get up and hug and that's the end of the movie.
2: That, yeah, that, I, I like, I think it packs in the feels, that moment, but but it's like, we only need part of that. We don't need the full three-minute song of it, like, panning to George, singing sincerely, and panning to Isabel Glasser, crying sincerely. to his,
1: his grandmother and...
2: Yeah, and it's just, like... And also,
1: how many times do we have to hear... When you hear twin fiddles in a steel <laughs> guitar. I think that was his son singing over the credits at the beginning. That, right?
0: is, that is, but I mean, we heard it at least 50 times during yeah. the movie. Yeah.
2: But <laughs> I thought it was kind of, I mean, I'm all for like the melodious sound of children's voices and everything, but that, the intro, it was kind of uncomfortable for me because it was really...
0: its Yeah, it's, it's a little... It was tr-
2: it was treading on the side of like kind of embarrassing the the kid. It was really bad, but anyway... Um,
0: oh Bubba That's the <laughs> name actually Bubba Street
2: Sorry Bubba But yeah I really wanted to like this movie I, The funny thing is like, It has a lot of positive reviews It has 20% on Rotten Tomatoes But then
1: You know that means 80% aren't positive right
2: <laughs> I know I know I know But It has 20% positive <laughs> reviews But I saw like whenever I was 20% not 20% of the time it's really good <laughs> 20% of the time it's good every time
0: you know, I think that the country music industry because like I said, you know, I know how the country music world works. I'm sure that all those good reviews came from people around the country music industry because they're like, "Oh, a movie about us. Let's really latch right. onto it." I don't care how good it is. Let's latch onto it.
2: Or people who just really love George Strait and don't care about movie like I love George Strait, but I also care about movies. Well, and in a
0: way, in a way, this was kind of just a 90-minute commercial for the pure country soundtrack.
2: Yes. But it
0: is a good soundtrack.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like
0: like I said, I've got nothing against the music itself. No, no, no. the
2: music is fantastic.
0: Yeah. So. Uh well, let me also say this too. The um, we were texting each other today, and uh, uh, we were saying, you know, I could do a Johnny Cash impression. Who could do the Dolly Parton impression? Blah blah blah. And They say, well, Charles, you got to do this uh, George Strait impression. And almost text this out, but I decided to save it. Really, we could just get a log to do the George Strait (laughs) impression because (laughs) a log with a tape recorder because that is George Strait acting, you know? Yep. It's pretty. I
2: I like all of his interactions with his grandma and he's like soliciting her sage advice and he's Mm -hmm. just, yeah, sitting there like a bump on a log.
1: Yep.
0: So what's your next pick?
2: So my next and final pick is Bum Bum Bum. Nashville.
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Okay, I thought you were going to do it first. Walk the line. Gotcha.
1: Oh, you don't want to have another bus
2: bowl? <laughs> I
0: do not want to have another bus ball. Micah, That's would you? Sure. Would you a strawberry
1: you, rum job? Nope, nope.
2: Would nope, you ceremoniously nope. open this for me, please? Yes. Thank you, sir.
0: Should I do it on my microphone?
1: Did you
2: not like yours, Colin? I'm not a coconut lover necessarily. It was too much coconut for me.
1: Looks like the urine of a dehydrated person. <laughs> oh. oh, God,
2: Charles. <laughs> it kind of does, but.
1: It kind of does. You're right, yeah. Charles. All right,
0: uh, hold on.
2: Yes, get the, get the bass ready. Here we, here we go. I'm pulling up my synopsis here. Okay, here we go. The rise of country music legend Johnny Cash begins with his days as a boy growing up on the family farm where he struggles under the scorn of his father. As years pass, Cash ends up in Memphis, Tennessee with his wife Vivian, played by Jennifer Goodwin, and breaks into the music scene after finding his trademark sound. While on tour, Cash meets the love of his life, singer June Carter, played by Reese Witherspoon, but Cash's volatile lifestyle threatens to keep them apart.
0: Trucks and trains and alcohol and divorce. Okay. <laughs> that also
2: could have been a summary of this movie. Um, so, Walk the Line is obviously my good pick. This is this is a great movie. I think this is this is doing a country music movie right. There are a ton. I don't know if you all listening out there know this, but there are a ton of movies. About like country music biopics or country music, just like about the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually there's quite a lot of them, but this is this is an example of a really well-made country strong. <laughs> no, not country strong. Um, the, the the casting was perfect. Joaquin Phoenix, both he and Reese Witherspoon sing.
0: Both, yeah, yeah, and, and they, they did an amazing job.
2: They did. I mean, I, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Like they, the I mean, he Johnny or uh, Joaquin Phoenix kind of looks like Johnny Cash. He's, mm-hmm. he's he gets the the impression spot on. I mean, if you just listen he has to the, the music, the lip. Yes. I mean, like it's, I
0: was looking in the mirror trying to do the same lip. And I mean, Joaquin Phoenix has it down.
2: He does. It is and he
0: sounds like him. I mean,
1: yeah. he really does. He sounds a lot like him.
2: He does. He he's got that. Um, he's just got that sound. And Reese Witherspoon, who doesn't love Reese Witherspoon? She's just so winsome. And like sounds every... better
1: than June Carter. She does.
2: She does. She, really she does, does a great. She no. She
0: yeah. really does. I mean, they they there was a lot of times that you know uh, I, I actually listened to a lot of Johnny Cash radio on Pandora after watching this movie because I love Johnny Cash. I mean, I absolutely I like I, like I said I grew up on the 70s and 80s, uh but Johnny Cash, I love him. And um there there are times that it, that the uh, Walk the Line soundtrack would come up and I wouldn't even realize that it's that it's not Johnny Cash.
2: Exactly. That that's so true. And this is just like um pure country is an example of just trying to cram a movie around George Strait's singing. And the singing, they expect it to carry the movie, and it totally fails. But Walk the Line, it has a great soundtrack. It's about Johnny Cash. It's about singing, but it's just a great movie, too. It's well-produced. The cinematography is really good. I mean, you feel it delves into his backstory just enough without without going too heavy-handed with it. I, I think this is a great movie. It, it gave me... Because I'm not... Unlike you, Micah, I am not... I mean, I probably know... All the Johnny Cash songs that everybody knows—you know, the ones that were his most famous. I don't think I know any Johnny Cash deep tracks, but, um, but yeah, but but this this is a great movie. I a strong contender for me. A, a strong runner-up was Coal Miner's Daughter.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I really love that movie, and I prob- it it's it, it, I the reason I didn't pick it, despite the fact that I like loretta lynn's music more and i know more of her songs i'm more like drawn to her as a musician but i don't think it's as good of a movie as walk the line and walk the line just hits all the right notes for me pun intended
0: well and i know they 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 brought this out when the um when the movie was released but it truly is the first act well yeah kind of the first act is um a history lesson It's the history of rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just so awesome that these guys, these such influential people, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Johnny Cash, uh, were all together on tour going to Texarkana, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Got to put that plug in there. Shout out, hometown. Yeah. June and Johnny met in Texarkana. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it's like the history of rock and roll. And Johnny could have been rock and roll. Jerry Lee and Elvis went that way, but he branched off to country. So it's kind of like he took the sound that they had in the fifties and took it into country and really changed the way a lot of country music was done. I mean, Mm -hmm. changed all the guys that I mentioned before, uh, Willie, Waylon, Merle Haggard, all were influenced by Johnny Cash's sound. Yep. And I'm so intrigued and I love the 1950s because, that's a huge mixing pot in music uh, because country, rock and roll, and blues, and R&B were all kind of the same thing during that time. And it wasn't until the late 50s that they branched out on their own. And uh, Johnny Cash was the one kind of leading the way on the countryside.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's an awesome point, I guess. How, huh? how many beers have you had?
0: One, you how many beers have you had? One for every movie, so yeah. <laughs> also, it's a love story. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's love because you know it, the movie ends whenever Johnny and June decide that they want to be together. Uh-huh. There's a lot more that happens in Johnny Cash's life after that, but
2: and interesting too. Um, I I like the fact that he apparently did propose to June Carter on stage during a concert. That felt like like a Hollywood thing that they did for the movie, but that but that really happened. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. And fun fact. Where they spent most of their marriage and their life, That in, towards the end when he buys that cabin, it's in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and that is where we will be moving to. Oh, it's really? Just same house? Of, see, <laughs> yes. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, so Hendersonville is where Zach actually... is. Man, Zach got a great job. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Yes, he's the new man in black. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's about like 15, 20 minutes outside of Nashville. That's where we'll be living. There's a Johnny Cash museum there that I plan to hit up. Almost nice. immediately, so,
1: you're so. Going to do a live broadcast from there. Yes, there you. Go. I know you love doing Periscope. <laughs> so, well,
0: <laughs> oh, let me God. let me go ahead and say that anybody that is not uh, already listening to Johnny Cash or any of the '70s country, or I'm going to oh, even podcast. say uh, or, or podcast <laughs> or or '50s uh, anything basically from the '50s, really go and check that out. It's some really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out Merle Haggard's uh mama tried album mm-hmm. i mean musically it is amazing and uh if you do know some of the old johnny cash songs check out johnny cash american Four. Oh man that is, is that the one with hurt on it he did the cover of hurt mm-hmm. yeah okay. because well what you should do is that you should after you watch walk the line immediately listen to the song hurt Ah, uh, and chills i mean mm-hmm. just it's an it's Powerful. The video is great, cool. too. Yeah, the, because June is in yeah, it's it. It's yeah.
1: depressing. It's very depressing, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And to ch- check, uh, check out, too, like, some of their duets that they have on YouTube, their like, live performances they, mm. they've done. They really have that same cute dynamic that they portray in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's extremely adorable.
0: And their harmonies, I mean, as a musician myself, their harmonies are just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, mind-blowingly amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, But let me point this out as a musician, because this has kind of bugged me, Uh and they made fun of it in uh, Walk Hard, (laughs) but um, the whole scene where, and I think it's a great scene, but when Sam Phillips tells Johnny, you know, if you're lying on the side of the road and you're about to die, what's the one song? What do you want to leave behind? And he plays Folsom Prison, and... (laughs) Him, you know, he's kind of strumming it out, and he looks around to his band, and they perfectly pick it up. That never happens. That doesn't happen. No, really. yeah, that's actually a true story, right? That really did happen. What? No, they didn't. I really. don't know. They did not. No, <laughs> that doesn't happen. But you know.
2: especially because Jennifer Goodwin had pointed out a mere five minutes before this, like these are just two mechanics that can barely play the guitar, you know, and they're kind of even in their jam sessions, they're sort of picking uh-huh. along, well, and like then all singing. of a sudden. <laughs>
1: Because they sell it really well. Like, Like, Walking Phoenix, like, the acting is so good in that scene because he turns around and he's giving them that just please do something. And they sell that scene because it's a really simple solo he's doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, to me, it wasn't super far fetched. No, it wasn't. Is it as far fetched as Michael J. Fox saying, you know, I'm in B, play along with me and keep up, and Johnny be good? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But. Okay,
0: let me ask this question, because I wanted to ask this question. Um, this is a biopic. Uh, I feel like it was in an era where there was a lot of biopics happening. There was the Ray mm-hmm. movie uh, had just come out. Uh, if there was a, another biopic about a country artist, who do you think it should be made of?
2: Merle Haggard, oh. for sure. Um, I'm surprised there's not one about him already, actually.
0: I was going to say Willie Nelson. I was going to say Waylon Jennings because Waylon Jennings was around in the 50s. He was actually the bass player for Buddy Holly. Hmm. So, well, you know what? Uh, I, I do say this, that I think a country music movie has to be like, as David Allen Coe says in his famous song, <laughs> You Don't Have to Call Me Darling Darling, <laughs> that the perfect country song the, and the perfect country music A movie has to have trains, trucks, mama, drinking, getting drunk, Mm -hmm. and uh, um, a broken heart. Uh, And there is one problem with uh, uh, walking the line. There's no trains.
2: Well, June does... He
0: talks about trains.
2: (laughs) June tells him that his sound is steady like a train, sharp like a razor. So that kind of counts. That's
0: true. So... With that in mind, though, I would say, Oh, brother, where art thou? It's got to ah, be the perfect country music.
2: Interesting.
0: Because you got a train, you got trucks, you got getting drunk with friends, you got mama. so, And you got country music,
1: kind of like at the roots of country music. So I do love that movie. I love that movie. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a you good gonna You mentioned earlier, I don't know if it was in the podcast or before, but. You mentioned Dolly Parton's guitar being out of tune the entire movie for Rhinestone. It's not no, it's not
0: completely out of tune, but she's using an open tune. Uh, she's using a capo a lot, but she's using an open tune. And actually, I watched some videos, and especially, like, Code of Many Colors, which she can play guitar. Mm-hmm. and She's a really good player. But um, she's strumming it, and whenever she hits it, I notice there are a few notes that are out of tune.
2: Yeah.
1: Was yeah. that... It and bothered, it bothered you, yeah? It
0: bothered me.
2: I guess they were hoping that the untrained ear wouldn't... Detected. I, oh, mi- I, I admit mine did
0: not. And of course, like an idiot, I left my guitar at home.
1: <laughs>
0: I can't play you a Johnny Cash song.
1: But you played playing it on bass. you played it three times now. <laughs> I fell into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> That's the best you're going to get from me. I, you, yes! I wish you would sing that George Strait song, uh, Run. Because she's leaving Dallas in the dust here.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Sing it, Micah. Sing, sing it.
1: it. Or maybe the other.
0: Uh, I'm carrying your love with me. Oh
2: yes, yes.
0: West Arlington to Tennessee.
2: <laughs>
0: See, you can't live in Texas without being exposed to country music.
2: It's true, you cannot.
0: And if we have any people, or if we, I know we have listeners in other countries and uh, up north too. You got to check out country music. It really is. It gets a lot of hate, but man, there's some good gems in there. There's some good.
2: Yeah, there are. Oh, and I do. I want to say this too, because I think this is just kind of a testament to the cool little place that Nashville is. So I was in Nashville this past weekend. I was visiting my sister. We were doing some house hunting and she took me to this place called the Station Inn. And it's a, it's she says it's kind of touristy. Um, you know, I, I don't know the, the validity of that. It seemed like kind of a small little hole in the wall, but it's an old place. Uh, every Sunday night they have live bluegrass and anybody can just go there, bring their instruments and just play together. Like if they all know the same song, you can just play and it's free to, um, get in and listen to. It's really good. It's, I mean, it's amazing. You can get drinks and, and dinner and stuff and just listen to them play. So anyway, we're sitting there, we're having a gay old time and
1: George Strait showed up?
2: (laughs) No, T-Bone Burnett.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, for those nice. of you that don't know, T-Bone Burnett did all the music for uh, Walk the Line. And he's done tons of other stuff. And The yeah. True Detective. Yes.
2: Yeah. And Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, I, th- Where art thou, I think. That's right. Um, you're, you're right.
1: Yeah, he did. And I think he produced one of Alan John's newest albums, too. Seriously.
2: He's a, He is a huge titan of the music industry, particularly country music. And he was just there a few tables away just checking it out. And so that's just the... I mean, I, I think that's so cool about country music as you can go to these really... Seemingly just nothing kind of places, and where people are just jamming out as friends, not getting any accolades for it. And you just, you two tables away, there's T Bone Burnett. It's cool.
0: So, that's one of the things you're going to do in Nashville. And uh, let me just say, because it's Kelly, like I said, it's Kelly's last live. session here with us
1: with us, but not with the audience, the audience not with the audience yeah
0: hopefully you, they will know hopefully yeah hopefully you will know the difference <laughs> <Right>.
1: fingers crossed
0: <laughs> but it is her last live session and uh we're really sad to see her go and because we guys we do this podcast uh for fun i mean th- this is a blast this is uh we love watching these movies we love movies we love talking about movies and we're really gonna miss you,
1: Kelly. So oh, cheers! And cheers! I'm, I'm actually drinking a little bit in my cup for you
2: guys. <laughs> I'm gonna miss you guys too. This one too. looks more hydrated. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've left it sitting for so long that all the ice has melted. But yes, I this is this is one of the things I'm gonna miss the most about Dallas. I I love this podcast. Um, so I'm glad we can keep it going. Modern technology win.
1: Yeah. Periscope.
2: No, no, no periscope.
1: So guys,
0: thanks so much for listening. Thanks for uh, loving movies like we do. And um, we want to hear from you. Just uh, uh, reach out to us on Twitter at GoodBadPodcast and also on Facebook. It's just awesome. And do we want to
1: plug here and there?
0: Yeah, uh, we actually have a new here and there. Our last here and there uh, just wrapped up. We were uh, talking about Batman on our last here and there. And we just wrapped it up so you can check out all 10 episodes of that. And our new here and there.
2: Bum. Bum, 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 bum. That was Mission Impossible. Oh, you're right. Damn it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I think you get the spirit of they the They do thing. not. They do not. <laughs> no. <What> is... <laughs> okay. Try it again. Try again. Rats. Okay. No, I'm not going to try again. Just, come
1: on. Micah, play play the theme on the bass. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. We got this bass out. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> you put me on the spot here. <laughs> I am, but you
1: put Kelly on the spot and look what happened. <laughs> I know. Comedy <laughs> gold. <laughs>
0: Bum 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 the bass never sounded better. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm having technical difficulties with the bass, it's not coming out right. So Oh, Kelly, man. what are we doing for the next Here and There?
2: So for the next Here and There, <laughs> our good friend Mark Dye and I, uh, we are going to be doing a separate little tangent of Here and There. Um, Micah and Charles had the reins for Batman. And Mark and I have decided that we really want to do uh, a segment of Here and There devoted to the James Bond books and their corresponding movies. So we are going to be reviewing all uh, all 14 James Bond books and the movies that they match up to. They are not necessarily... Written slash produced in the same chronological order. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, we're having a ton of fun with it. So you should definitely check it out.
1: But they actually do correspond to the movie. I mean, it's, it's not like <laughs> the Batman one where he's like, he's like, I just wanted to put this movie out there.
0: Yeah, sorry about part nine, guys. So just uh, just deal with it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us. And Charles, you're up next time. Unless somebody's going to interrupt you. Unless somebody's going to bust through that door. I'm looking around
2: them.
1: Well, this is a topic I've had for a long time. Um, Because there is a new movie coming out in a trilogy, um, this director is Kevin Smith. I'd like to do Kevin Smith movies. Um, What are you looking for, Micah? The bass is rattling. Oh, sorry. So, like I said, I'd like to do Kevin Smith movies. And here are my picks. Um, I don't even know if these are in chronological order or not. I think it would be chasing Amy and then uh, and then cop out and then Tusk. So <laughs> anyway, well, so Tusk is part of a trilogy, and he's about to release uh, this the 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 sequel uh, Yoga Hosers. and then why do you look confused? And then there's a that. third one. Um, what is it? It's called Moose Jaws. I think is the third one, which is basically if Jaws were, were a moose. Um, so and this all takes the Canadian trilogy. I think is what they're called. So they're all in Canada and they all. Johnny Depp is in all of them. Um, okay. Yeah. So anyway, so Tusk is the first of this trilogy. So that's the reason I'm picking this because Yoga Hosers will be out soon. He just got a PG-13 for it, which he fought for. His daughter and uh, Johnny Depp's daughter are the stars of Yoga Hosers. Oh wow. They're they make kind of a small role in Tusk, mm-hmm. but they're in it. So so it's kind of a big thing because it's Kevin. It's not his first PG-13 movie, but it's a big deal that he got a PG-13, and yeah, so like I said, in honor of that movie, which is coming around soon, I think I think in that movie, Kevin Smith plays Bratzi, which is a uh, it's a bratwurst-sized Nazi.
2: Hmm. And, yeah,
1: so. <laughs>
2: it may surprise you to know, Charles, that I've not seen any of these movies. So.
1: Well, the Yoga Hosers and you know, Moose Jaws are not out yet, but, but Tuss, you haven't seen Tuss Chasing Amy at War Cop Out? Mm-mm. All right, so. All right,
0: Kevin Smith movies next time. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.